Welcome to Puck and Pigskin. As always, I'm your host, Shane Marazon. We are airing on the University of Memphis radio station, The Roar. This week is going to be an NFL draft special, and joining me for that today is Brian Dawkins, the sports director of The Roar. We're going to jump right into first things first of the draft, talking about like the QB prospects, because that's always what everyone wants to talk about. Uh-huh. You know, um, what is your personal ranking of the three if you were a GM kind of thing? Uh, in terms of quarterbacks? Yeah. Uh, I'd probably go Kenny Pickett from Pitt, uh, then Malik Willis from Liberty, and then uh, third, I'd probably go Matt Corral uh, from Old Miss. Oh, <laughs> I, I personally, I'm actually the exact opposite. Uh, I think I I think Corral one Willis two and Pickett three. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason for Corral being one, and I'm I know I'm like on an island here almost in my thoughts on Corral, but there were a couple of things that really stood out to me. One is everyone thinks he's not as ready for a pro system as I think he is. Because mm-hmm. a lot more pro systems now run a lot of RPO, which is what he did a lot of. He also really improved in his last year, going from 14 to five interceptions. And he's a year younger than both Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I mean, I, I he does a lot of really good things. And I think being under Lane Kiffin really helped him in his development. Uh, I don't think he'd be anywhere close to the top three if it weren't for Lane Kiffin. He does a lot of really good things I like. I think the reason I put him at third is I I have heard that there's a lot of character concerns with him. Um, but in, in that deep ball, he just can't get the ball deep. But like you said, more teams are, are moving to that RPO style. And so I think that definitely helps him a lot because, you know, teams aren't forcing the ball downfield as much as they used to. Yeah. I, I think because we both put Willis – number two i think it's both because of his upside right Mm -hmm. i i wouldn't take him super high like i don't think anyone's going out you know i think the i think the first person will be maybe six at Mm -hmm. you know panthers but willis to me has a little bit of a josh allen-esqueness to him he's very you know he's very athletic Mm-hmm. He has a very strong arm. He's a mm-hmm. little smaller in terms of height, but he's big. He's, you know, not thin. Yeah. Um, no. But the question is, whoever picks him, are they going to be able to develop him mm-hmm. the way the Bills were patient and they got the right people to work on the mechanics with Josh Allen? And a lot of teams aren't. Right. Um, and pick it to me. It's everyone looks at it. Oh, Pitt had the most pro style offense and i don't like looking at that i think he's a starter a mm-hmm. maybe decent starter but definitely has the highest floor but i also think he has the lowest ceiling yeah versus the other two yeah i i just think with him uh he does a lot of things that i think immediately when you get into the nfl are going to help him more than what Matt Corral and uh, Malik Willis do right now. I think in terms of getting the ball downfield, he's good. He doesn't really have that deep ball, but when it comes to short and kind of uh, medium uh, throws, I mean, he, he can really through that. I, my biggest problem with him is him in the pocket because when he's in the pocket, it can make a throw. It looks really good. 
but he has a tendency of trying to get out of the pocket and scrambling before the pocket collapses. And I think you can get away with that in college a lot more than you can in the NFL, just because those defensive linemen and linebackers in the NFL are 10 times faster than any guy you're going to see in college. Uh, So I think that's going to hurt him a lot. Uh, but I really like Kenny Pickett. I, I know everyone's talking about his hand sizes. I don't care about hand I, sizes I, yeah. at all. It's ridiculous. I mean, it'd be a, one thing if you're talking about hand sizes and he had like 12 fumbles or something like that his last year, but he didn't. You know, he hand, the hand size was not a problem all year, and I don't need think it needs to be a problem now. Yeah, neither do I. I, I generally don't prescribe you know, prescribe to that mm-hmm. idea of, oh, you need to have a huge hand to grip the ball. Yeah. Some people have huge hands and can't grip the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Others are like Russell Wilson has like the fewest number of like some of the fewest number of fumbles mm-hmm. despite the amount of times he's sacked. So I think hand size is only a factor when the things that people worry about are already a factor in college. Yeah. Um, so for Malik, Malik Willis, because we both think he has the highest upside, but he has the most room that he needs to grow. What situation, like if you were like Malik Willis and you were like, I know I've got some stuff I need to work on. I hope I go here because I think they will help me develop the best. What situation do you think that is? Mm. Personally, as far as what team I think would he'd be best at, and I know this probably is going to be a different answer. I like the Falcons a lot because I think personally, I've seen some stories that the Falcons might not take a quarterback this year just because they have Mariota. I don't think Mariota is a long-term answer, but 2023 looks like such a great draft for quarterbacks. Uh, But I just think if you take him in there, you're not, you don't have to throw him into the fire immediately. You can kind of sit there and wait, let Marcus Mariota kind of be the starter. And I think Marcus Mariota is good enough to at least kind of, you know, pass as a starting quarterback. Um, But I think he can learn there. I think he can develop. I think the Falcons have enough weapons that when he is ready to go, maybe later into the season, he have, he'll have plenty of options um, at weapons, especially if they can add another uh, receiver in the draft. I would not mind at all if you went to the Falcons. So I don't disagree that I think going to Atlanta would be pretty good. Um, I think he's sitting behind a guy can sometimes work and sometimes be awful, you Mm -hmm. know? So it it really is a toss up there, but, and you're right. Next year is looking like a much better quarterback draft class. And the Mm -hmm. question is, does Ant- Atlanta see this as a dead year? Calvin Ridley's not there. They lost Russell Gage to Tampa Bay. You know, is this like a kind of we're accepting this intermediate year and we're going to build the other stuff and hope mm-hmm. to still be bad enough to get a decent quarterback next year? I think that's a very big possibility, but I, I do agree for Malik Willis. That's a good situation. I personally, though, I was going to tell you the Saints a couple months ago, right? Peyton's not there. Hmm. Without Sean Peyton there, I I don't really see that as a quarterback-friendly place. Uh, Definitely not Seattle. We know the issues. (laughs) We know the issues there. But 
that's that's why it really is. It's that Panthers or Atlanta really mm-hmm. for him where I think he'll have the best chance to develop because otherwise he goes to a really bad team like Houston. Yeah. Um, I think both the Pan- Panthers and Atlanta have good potential. And so they're both there and I'm higher on their coaches more mm-hmm. so than I think a lot of people. So the question is, will he get to eight or will the Panthers take him? Um, because that's the other thing. You don't want the issue is if he goes to the Panthers, if you decide to sit him for the year or for whatever, you got to be firm in that. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the I don't like the ah well, now Sam Darnold's struggling. So let's throw him in. Yeah. It's kind of a it, you've got to make that decision, I think, by opening day of is he going to start or not? Mm-hmm. Um, then it just brings more cohesion to the team. But yeah, I, d- I definitely agree that those teams are, I think they have better infrastructure and they have a better ability right now, I think, to rebuild. Um, but Atlanta is real tight on weapons right now. Mm-hmm. They've got they've uh, they've got pits. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's that's another thing. I mean, if they can kind of reload this offseason and next offseason and then you throw uh you know, you throw Malik Willis in there with a handful of new weapons that he can kind of develop with and kind of get that chemistry with. I think that's a lot better. But I, at the same time, if you just draft him and kind of disregard everything else, yeah. you know, it's it's all for nothing. They also they also have some issues in the back end, Atlanta. Uh, mm-hmm. outside of their wide receiver issues, but they definitely have some issues in the back end. So they've got a lot of work to do over this oh, year yeah. and next year. Uh, the hope is they can pull it together, but I could definitely see them rebounding, especially in a division that's getting worse mm-hmm. because you've got Tampa Bay right now, but that's really it in that division. And that my assumption is that's this year next mm-hmm. year. I think that division is wide open for the taking. So if you really can like swallow the pill this year and build up uh, either draft capital uh, picks and, you know, players and prospects, I think that's very good. Now for Kenny Pickett, who you think one, I think three, but we, I think we both agree is the most NFL ready. Where do you see him being the best fit. Cause I personally see it being Pittsburgh. That's exactly where I was going to go with it. I'd love to see him at Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I think he fits in great there. They're very much a still a traditional type mm-hmm. offense. Cause they've been running it with Ben for so many years. So if they yeah. get pick it in, who is more a traditional style offense player, mm-hmm. he already knows Pittsburgh. He went yeah. to Pitt. Um, so I, I definitely think there's a aspect there that could lend really well to to him working out there. The question is, does he last to Pittsburgh at 20 or does Pittsburgh trade up if they really feel like that's the guy they want? Yeah, and I think I think that's the biggest question. I mean, I, this and I feel like we've, we've you know said it more than a couple of times already, but this quarterback draft class is not strong by any means and so i think that's the biggest question is what are these teams going to do and i've heard people say oh kenny pickett you know could go in the top 15 or he could go you know last in the first round or not even the first round at all so it's all over the place um i think it's just a question of do the steelers think they can sit there and wait 
And I think there's a good chance they can. I mean, when you look at the draft, I mean, obviously Carolina, but if Carolina doesn't make that move, you know, what other teams are going to make a move? And with this, uh, with this draft being so weak, I just, I think there's a chance that you could see a lot of teams passing on quarterbacks and, and him be there at number 20. Well, so here's the big thing. The Saints move to seven. Mm-hmm. The Saints at seven is, and, and that whole trade with the Eagles is a very big thing to me. Because yeah. I think you, you don't just do that randomly. Mm-hmm. There's obviously an idea there. And the fact that they moved up over Atlanta, I have a feeling there's something there and the Saints might go after Pickett. But I, I definitely think the Steelers are the kind of team that it's like, while we think Atlanta and the Panthers can afford to wait a year kind mm-hmm. of thing to build, yeah. the Steelers have the defense, have mm-hmm. the running back. They have decent wide receivers. They have a good tight end. They've got a team. They need a quarterback. Yeah. And so going and getting that uh, most NFL ready guy to slot in there, mm-hmm. I, I think is very smart. I think they might have to move up to do it. And I think they originally didn't think they would. Right. I think that trade with the Saints and the Eagles has them thinking the Saints now pick three times before them. Yeah. Or, or two times before them, wh- whatever it is. So it's like, yeah, they might have to move up, like trade with the Texans at 13 and or the Eagles at 15 kind of thing to move mm-hmm. up above the Saints who are at 16 and 19. Yeah. And I just, I think that's another, you know, real thing of this quarterback room is so wide open. I mean, I, I don't think there's, you could probably go look at 10 people's quarterback list for this draft and every person will have somebody different in the top three. So, I mean, it's all about who do you think? Cause I would love to see Corral in New Orleans, honestly. And um, so I don't I, think it's going to be interesting. There. I don't think he gets there. So here, here's where I think Corral goes, and I'll tell you why. I think Corral goes to Washington at 11. Really? And, and, the re- and everyone was saying, oh, they're going to take a quarterback. All the, the first two or three you know, draft projections had Washington take a quarterback. They then get Wentz, and no one has them taking a quarterback anymore. And I think that's dumb because I think Wentz – no longer is the franchise guy. I think he's a gap stop year where you're like, we have a pretty good team. We've got a defense that should be on the rebuild. It should be better. They had a weird year last year. We've got a tight end running back. We have one wide receiver. They could use another wide receiver, but everyone has them taking a wide receiver now after the Wentz thing. And I think he really fits in that offense because it very much is a heavy RPO style offense, the run pass option. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I saw a lot before that trade happened of Matt Crowd going to Washington. Uh, so I think that that would be a great spot. I just, after that trade, I just could see them kind of holding back and waiting till like the third round and kind of getting somebody like maybe like a Bailey Zap or something um, later. Yes, but. I- I I agree. There's a very good possibility. They do that, but Washington fans and Washington in general has a tendency to do stuff like that. Have this (laughs) gap here. They got Alex Smith. Then they got Fitzpatrick and they're like, Oh, we're not doing it. 
I, I think there's an idea of with Wentz, we're probably going to win nine, 10 games, mm-hmm. right? That division's really bad. There's a good chance they win the division. The same right. issue happened last year. They won the division with a seven and nine record. And mm-hmm. so got pushed all the way back to the mid twenties. And so I think there's a thought of, we have a pretty good team. We need a quarterback. I don't know if we're going to be at 11 again with mm-hmm. Wentz. Um, so I definitely think he could that he could go there, but I agree. The Saints is probably where I would put that at number two, especially mm-hmm. with the talents of Alvin Kamara there. I think he fits very well yeah. into that kind of style of offense, assuming they run the same style of offense now that Peyton's gone. Yeah. So moving on from the quarterbacks a little bit, um, there were a couple teams that I think obviously, you know, Right off the bat, Jacksonville and Detroit. Most people are assuming they go edge rusher mm-hmm. one and two. I, I agree. Detroit has another pick in the first round. I think they make a move there for like mm-hmm. a wide receiver or that or a quarterback. If any yeah. of those three are left um, at that point. So moving on to like the Jets. I, I think at four is, is where things get interesting. The mm-hmm. Texans are a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're even worth talking about. <laughs> the, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets showed some things last year that were more promising than I've seen from the Jets in over a decade. Mm-hmm. And I think they actually have a good GM now. Yeah. Where do you think their biggest need is? Uh, I mean, that's a good question because I think there's two biggest things uh, for the Jets right now that they could really go after. Uh, obviously, and and there's been more news about it with all the wide receiver fiasco going on. I think they need a receiver, um, uh, another receiver, another option uh, in that offense. But I also think that secondary needs some work. And so I could see them going either of those ways. I mean, you've got a mod gardener up there um, from Cincinnati. I think he could be an, a good option, uh, but then, you know, a, a guy like Garrett Wilson or uh, Jameson Williams at wide receiver, I think they could go either of those uh, directions. Personally, I would love them to go corner and go with Derek Stingley jr. From LSU. At I love four. Derek Stingley at four. I, I love I him agree. so much. I love Derek Stingley, even though he didn't have a great season last year. Uh, It was kind of a a down year for him in productivity. But I think what he showed in his whole career at LSU, I think he's a fantastic cornerback. And I would love to see Maybe that's a little too high, but I'd love to see him go off the board at four. Here's why I agree with you at that at four, because a lot of people are having it the other way around. They take a receiver at four and -hmm. then like a corner or a safety at, uh, what is it, 10? 10, yeah. I think it's the other way around because I think it's a much deeper wide receiver draft Mm -hmm. than it is a cornerback safety, you know, back end draft. So I think you go get the best guy at a position you need at Mm -hmm. four when you know you have pick 10, there should definitely still be a very good wide receiver left at 10. Oh, yeah. And this this receiver class is is really deep, like you said. So, like, I mean, you could hang back and you're still getting like, you know, a a Chris Lave who had a fantastic season at Ohio state. And, you know, then you get a cornerback that you can start immediately and a wide receiver that you can start immediately in both in the top 10. I mean, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the way to go. 
hundred percent. Now we we've talked a little bit about the saints, obviously, but First, I want to talk about them again, but first let's jump to the Giants, who are the other team in New York, who also Mm -hmm. have a bunch of picks in the first round. So their first pick, if I'm not mistaken, is five, and then they have seven. Yeah, it's like right back to back. (laughs) Essentially, you've got the Panthers in the middle. I don't think you're taking a quarterback this year. They'll probably do that next year Mm because they can deal with Daniel Jones. Um so my my thought is offensive line because yep. you got to figure out what you have in Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. You have a bad offensive line. You have all the wide receiver talent you really need. You don't yep. have the top guy, but you have a very serviceable wide receiver room. You need to figure out if Daniel Jones is your guy mm-hmm. or if you're getting someone else next year. It, yep. it has to be decided this year. So I think... At five, I, I don't really know if it matters at five or seven because the Panthers are probably not going O-line, I don't think, or at least offensive tackle, which right. is where I think the Giants need it the most. Um, but what are your thoughts on like where that would fit? Who might fit that kind of thing at five or seven? Uh, I mean, I think at five, I think you either need to go with Ikem Ikwonu uh, who I always struggle pronouncing his name from NC state um, who is one of, if not the best uh, tackles in the draft. Also, if Evan Neal still, in, I don't know if he'll be there at five. Um, I don't know what, what some of the top, you know, what, what they'll do maybe at like the Texans. Um, but if he, there's a real, you know, there, there's a way that he could be there at five. I think if Evan Neal's still on the board, you have to snatch Evan Neal. I think he's the best offensive lineman in the draft. Uh, I think you need to go with him um, first if he's there. But then if not, I think uh, I can from NC State. I think that's a great pick because you're right. I mean, they've had Daniel Jones for a couple years now. And the the argument has always be, been for the people who are in favor of him is he just doesn't have the offensive line. Well, how many years can you keep saying he doesn't have the <laughs> offensive line until it's just, hey, he's not a good quarterback. And, and so he I fumbles think the ball all the a time. Lot. <laughs> and so you've got to beef up that offensive line so that you can actually figure out is this going to be our franchise guy or do we need to move on because like we said more than a couple times next year would be a great time to move on to a new quarter yeah but that's the thing i think new gm uh joe Shion, i i think he could be very good and you could show like a very clear idea this year if he mm-hmm. goes like offensive line and then like edge rusher or something with those five and seven picks and you're like our trenches are short up your offensive tackle is much better. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, show me what you got. You've got yep. one year. I'm new here. You got one year. If not, I'm booting you to the curb. Yeah. K- kind of thing. I, I think mm-hmm. that's very I think that's very much the line of where they should be going. Now, we talked about Atlanta, we talked about the Panthers, Seattle at nine. Would it I have no idea. Seattle to me has turned into absolute (laughs) nonsense. They need everything except wide receiver. Every Mm -hmm. single position except wide receiver is a need for them. I, I mean, I don't, (laughs) I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, what has happened in Seattle is, is insane. Um, I mean, honestly, I know they have drew lock, but like, 
I don't think they'll go with a quarterback that high, but I can see him taking a quarterback somewhere in this draft. <laughs> um, the secondary needs work. So maybe there. Um, Offensive line always line. needs work. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't even know what to say R- with Rash- Seattle. Rashad Penny finally showed his first round draft talent that yeah. he was drafted, but he's always hurt. But really, yeah. he did. He did in the back half of the season when he oh, came yeah. back and he had his first. He looked really good. Mm-hmm. It, a little too late, my friend. Yeah. And um, a little too, <laughs> not often because you're yeah. always on the sideline. I mean, come yeah. on now. Yeah. So, like I said, just we talked Jets. Quickly to Washington, as I said, I think they go Matt Corral. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they should go Matt Corral. Right. Help lead this franchise in the way it's leading. First year, new name. You don't want to be in that meh category when you're mm-hmm. in the worst division in football, probably. Yeah. So so definitely that's where, where I think Washington should go. Minnesota is interesting to me because they actually have a pretty good team. They've got... Mm-hmm. Wide receiver, if Adam Thielen can be healthy, he is getting older. Uh, they obviously have Jefferson. I was saying number two. Mm-hmm. I, I think their big big issue is like interior defensive line or mm-hmm. quarterback. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cornerback, not quarterback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think you're right. I think corner is probably the spot. You know, that secondary needs a little work, not a ton, but it does need some work. Um, I think maybe, I don't even know, maybe like if a Kyle Hamilton is still there, I know he's a safety, but like that would still kind of beef up that secondary. Um, I mean, they could go with like an edge rusher, like uh, Jermaine Johnson from Florida state or Jordan Davis um, from Georgia. Those two could be options if they were to go there. But I, I think, I think they need to focus on defense. So, you yeah, definitely defense. Do you think one of the top two cornerbacks will still be there? I don't Gard- know. Gardner or uh, Gardner or, or Stingley. Stingley. I don't know. I they obviously both won't be there. But just looking yeah. at the at the makeup of the draft, like mm-hmm. you got the first two. Their big needs are defensive line. Yeah, and those are just the best players. The first two or three picks, you could see. You know, the Jets taking a corner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think there's a good possibility that one of them is still there. Uh, I hope it's Ahmad Gardner instead of <laughs> Derek Stingley. But I'm a little biased. Um, and I mean, if one of those guys is there, you have to snatch them. I mean, there's no other question. If if one of those guys is still there at 12, <laughs> take them. I don't care what <laughs> anybody says. Override, take them. Because <laughs> that would be a steal at 12. Yeah, uh, but that, if they're not there, I mean, I'd probably go defensive line. Yeah, that, that's true. Again, you have Houston, who I think you pick for Houston right now. I think they're... What they got to do, I think it's very similar to Seattle almost because of how many holes they have. It's pick the best player on the mm-hmm. board yeah. kind kind of thing. Regardless of the position, pick the best player on the board. Mm-hmm. Just take somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they have so many holes that like, I mean, just whoever is the best player, take them and move to the next pick. Yeah. So Baltimore, I think they should probably go corner or mm-hmm. like you know corner or offensive tackle kind yeah. of thing um 
but it's rough. Like who the corner that'd be there, Trent McDuffie, yeah, kinda, maybe, kinda, <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. So I I'm more biased towards the offense just because it's an offensive league. Yeah, and they have a pretty good defense. If you can cook with an offense, mm-hmm. it can take you places. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I say the same thing every year when the draft comes around. You always need an offensive line. You know, I mean, it seems like every team drafts an offensive lineman. So why not? You know, so <laughs> beef up that O-line. And and it is a pretty good offensive line draft this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't think necessarily as good as last year where we had some like really like mm-hmm. top tier guys coming out. But yeah, then, you know, the Saints, we you thought quarterback, maybe I definitely think O-line needs some work. Yeah. I, wide receiver what michael thomas what do we we don't know he didn't play yeah. all last year they're kind of a big question mark no sean payton mm-hmm. you know if it was sean payton you have an idea of what they might be thinking kind of thing so i think it's very much a you know let's get the best guy let's fill up some holes mm-hmm. maybe if the quarterback they like is there you take them maybe you yeah. wait till next year kind of thing yeah the chargers i think this is a this is a very big pick because they obviously did a lot of work in the off season right mm-hmm. they got khalil mack yep which most underrated run d lineman i oh, think yeah. in the league no one realized it everyone likes him for his flashiness but he's <laughs> actually one of the best run def- uh, defenders in the league, and yeah. that was the Chargers' big issue. So mm-hmm. having him and Bosa, I think, is great. I think maybe going like a defensive tackle kind of yeah. thing, may, you know, shore up a little bit more because their mm-hmm. offense is great. Yeah, they they got the offensive line last year. They've got mm-hmm. the receivers. They have the running back. Obviously, they have the quarterback. I think it's more get the best player you can on defense. Like. Yeah. Maybe a linebacker, maybe a safe, you know, they have a very mm-hmm. good team. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. And they only have a couple of holes to fill. I mean, we saw what they did last year. If you can fill just one or two of those holes, I mean, this team, especially what they did in the offseason, this team can make a real run. Uh, yeah. And it's the second year under a new coach. That's mm-hmm. the thing everyone forgets. It was the first year under the coach. Yeah. Got to calm down a bit. Like, now, now, essentially, you've got, again, the Eagles. I don't mm-hmm. know what to think of the Eagles, really. Where do you see them going with their two picks, 15 and 18? I think maybe a second wide receiver at 15 mm-hmm. and like a safety or cornerback kind of thing for yeah. the back end at 18. Mm-hmm. I think uh, wide receiver got to be the the number one thing they go after i would love uh i mean i, I talked about earlier if chris Olave is still there uh, i think he was great at ohio state but also drake london was one of my favorite receivers uh to watch last year in college from usc uh is big playmaker i think he could be a good pick um but then like you said i think i think that secondary uh needs work maybe like a, a linebacker yeah that that too they're their defense needs more help, but they're all, mm-hmm. they need some help. They're not, they're not a super solid team like the chargers, mm-hmm. but they're not a 
atrocious team either. They're kind of in that middling range of we've got holes that we need yeah. to fix. Um, we talked Pittsburgh. I think it's Kenny Pickett. You know, mm-hmm. if he gets there, it's Kenny if Pickett. He's there, yeah. Maybe move up with the Eagles kind of thing. It, it's very much a, I think the Steelers are going to do what they have to do to get Pickett. Yeah. Kind of thing. And, and I think if you do try to move, I mean, I think the Eagles will be willing to, to move back. I mean, I don't think there's anything up there that they're you know, super excited. Have. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they're super excited about anything at 15 and, uh, and what 18 yeah. uh, or 60, whatever it is. 18. Um, so I think, you know, I don't think there's anything super great there. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were open to moving back. Yeah. So then after that, you get into new England, which most likely will go linebacker. Mm-hmm. I just, they're New England. They pick defense <laughs> in the first round. Yeah. They don't do anything else. And they need linebackers. So. <laughs> yeah. Then you got Green Bay at 22, which everyone is like, oh, they'll take a wide receiver. You know what stat, <laughs> you, you know what stat I saw? I think the last time that they took a wide receiver in the first round was like 2002. Yeah, that makes it's, sense. <laughs> it just it doesn't happen in Green Bay. So you can hope they do have two picks in the first round, I think. So maybe they take a wide receiver, you know, a, a Watson, maybe a 22 yeah. from Dakota. But mm-hmm. like it, yeah, it, it is Green Bay. Their defense is pretty good. I, I think everyone like harps on this team for, oh, it's all Aaron Rodgers. I really don't think it is. No. Their biggest hole is wide receiver now with Devontae Adams gone. They've got mm-hmm. the running back situation. Obviously, you have quarterback. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. Mm-hmm. So we'll see who the non-GM GM pick. Yeah. And I mean, I think this is I think this is a prime situation to move back, uh, see what everything what happens, and maybe try to trade back late first round or even just you know, trade back to the second round and, and just kind of wait it out. Well, the, the, it depends who's there at 22, but they do yeah. also have the number 28 pick. Mm-hmm. So I definitely could see them trading one of those picks. Yeah. One of those next, next you've got Arizona. I personally think they've got to go wide receiver. Mm-hmm. It can't all be on Hopkins. You had AJ green. Last year in Christian Kirk, they re-signed AJ Green, but Kirk went to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And I just think Green is more of a three now in his career than he is a two. And I think you really need a two. And in a draft that is so heavy, wide receiver, you could go wide receiver. Mm-hmm. The other thing I think they would should consider doing is go offensive line. They've got a decent offensive line. You can never have a better off, you know. You mm-hmm. can never not get better at offensive line. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I mean, I'm a little biased. I, I played receiver all through school, so I love me some wide receivers. So I'd be thrilled if they went with wide receiver, um, get them another guy, maybe like a Traylon Burks, if he's still there. We haven't mentioned him from Arkansas. I'd love that. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think either way they go uh, would be a good move. Yeah. Dallas, the scourge huh. of the earth, which has fallen apart this year, which makes me <laughs> happy. <laughs> Don't make me happy. 
they need so many things right now. They just need to burn it to the ground and rebuild. Like, like yeah, you've got one wide receiver. You've got mm-hmm. two running backs who are, at this point, honestly, mediocre. Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott has declined every year. Mm-hmm. It's it, Maybe you go, like, defensive end or off outside linebacker kind of thing. Yeah. You only really have Micah Parsons in that Mm -hmm. position. Who's great, by the way. He's fantastic. But you might need to bolster that defense a little bit. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I could, and it's another one, like who's going to be left um, that you want to take? I kind of want him to take a safety. Um, That secondary was problematic this year. Yeah, for everything Trayvon Diggs did, he also had one of the worst statistics. Like, everyone loves the interceptions, but Mm -hmm. that's because he played it more like a wide receiver. He Mm -hmm. was, oh, I'm going to get the ball, but he also got burned uh, for deep passes more than I think any other. Oh, yeah. He gave up the most yards, yep. Than Mm -hmm. any other cornerback in the league. So I think it's fine to have that guy. I Mm -hmm. think... They're a little late in the draft. If they could maybe make a move up for one of those top two, do yeah. it. Because oh, yeah. if you could have like a shutdown corner mm-hmm. and then have the ball hawk, that works. You can't yeah. have the ball hawk be your number one guy <laughs> because, yeah, he'll get his picks, but he'll also get burned by the best receiver. Mm-hmm. But if you have the best receiver shut down, who, you, you know, you're going to increase the productivity of Trayvon mm-hmm. Diggs significantly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And cause I mean, the problem last year was if he was, you know, if you're playing one of these teams that they're not really good, don't have a lot of receiving options. He looked great. He looked fantastic. <laughs> but once you played a team that had a decent to great receiver and you had to put him up against them, it was done. I mean, he was toast every time we saw it when they played the 49ers. I mean, it, it was a whirlwind to say the <laughs> least. Um, so yeah, if you could get another cornerback that, which I don't know if they will, just cause I don't know, you know, the, the front office is not on a greatest. J- Jerry likes to make big moves. So he might see one of those corners and Maybe. be like, I gotta go get him at, you know, nine. I'm thrilled. I'm like, thrilled. Like, trade up with Seattle or the Jets at nine or 10, maybe make a move on one of those top two corners. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I don't know. They need a lot. <laughs> and then, and then next up, we have possibly the most complete team in the entire NFL, the Buffalo bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I disagree with most people here. I think this is, a lot of people are like, ah, just get another corner kind of thing, right? Yeah. They had the number one defense in essentially every respect. And the one respect they didn't, they went and got Von Miller to help. Yep. Like, I think they go to their one weakness, which is running back. Yep. I think they go running back. I think this is the first running back off the board at 25. I think... They, You saw it a little bit. They finally started doing it a little bit with Singletary at the end of the year, but I think it's just no confidence in their running back room really mm. was, was the issue. And so I don't know much about their new offensive coordinator. So that's yeah. going to be a big thing for the Bills this year. It's the issue with having a defensive head coach is your offensive coordinators, if you're good, keep running away. Um, 
And so, <laughs> so no, but I definitely think they go uh, running back. I personally like Walker more, but I think for mm-hmm. this offense, Paul definitely fits. Yeah. And, and most people consider him the number one guy. Mm-hmm. I think he definitely fits the bills more. Um, and I don't think it's a wrong pick either way, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you go Kenneth I, Walker or Brees Hall. I think you're yeah. good. No, I'm I'm the same way. I love Kenneth Walker. I, I I personally think he's the best running back in this class. But Brees Hall for this offense, I mean, he does everything you want him to do. He's a, he's a lightning fast running back. I think he ran like a sub four four uh, forty at the combine, and then he can, and he's big. He's not he's big. small. Mm-hmm. No, he's not small. I think he's like two twenty. Yeah. Um, there are definite heirs of Derrick Henry there. Oh yeah. Well, and, and another thing is, look at the you know the system he ran in college, which was a very pass heavy offense. He can run the whole route tree. You know, any route you want him to run, he can run. And I think with you know what you have in Buffalo, if you can have a running back that is quick and you can hand the ball off and get a lot of yards, but then you can also you know run him out and for a for a passing route, I think. That would be perfect. So I, yeah. I love Brees Hall in that position. So do I. It's very much it's very much why I thought that if McCaffrey was moved, mm-hmm. Buffalo was the ideal spot. Oh, yeah. Because that's the thing. They do like to pass. I don't think that's going to change with the new offensive coordinator. But I think having that under route option was mm-hmm. one of the biggest issues with the consistency of the Bills was they sometimes had to force – this past year, not the year prior, but this past year, Stefan Diggs into that more of a slant type route because they needed mm-hmm. the under underneath route. But you had Emmanuel Sanders as your deep target, who I don't think he's that good of a deep target anymore. I think we saw that Stefan Diggs is a much better deep target for them. If you can yeah. have a guy that's trustworthy underneath outside of your tight end kind of thing. Cause they've got a great tight end in Dawson Knox. If you have like Dawson Knox and like Brees hall out oh, in the yeah. flat and in the five to 10 yard range, mm-hmm. I think this offense can become very, very scary for everyone. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I think we're in agreement. That's where the first uh, running back goes. I don't know where Walker goes if Brees Hall is the first one taken. I think mm-hmm. he might have to wait till mm-hmm. till that next round kind of thing. But I, yeah, I don't think that should be a, like a big concern for him. I just think so many teams have other needs, and it's such a very you know wide receiver mm-hmm. kind of offensive tackle, offensive line kind of draft. Yeah, you'll see other skill positions maybe fall a little bit. Mm-hmm. Tennessee needs to fix their offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the issue is they're at 26 mm-hmm. and there are a lot of teams that need to fix their offensive line. Yeah. Which seems like that's a thing every year. Yeah. But there are some teams that do it better than others. And mm-hmm. we'll get to one that I think did a really good job because they knew where they were in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that they really need to go offensive line, like mm-hmm. a guard or a center, like interior offensive line. Yeah. Um, especially with the style of offense you run, the style mm-hmm. of offense you run, the interior of the line is actually more important because you care more about running the ball mm-hmm. and Derrick yeah. Henry is an interior runner. 
Um, he's a power interior runner. So guard center kind of thing. So maybe, maybe I've seen in some of the projections that like Zion Johnson from Boston yeah. is mm-hmm. left kind of thing. I think he's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, that's my yeah. thing is Tennessee needs to fix the AJ Brown situation. Mm-hmm. Pay that man his money. Pay him. Pay that man his money. He is so good. Mm-hmm. He's the, if you look at their statistics last year, when he was in, when he was out, it was the first year he really had injury issues. So it's not like mm-hmm. that's a huge concern. I think he'll be healthy. Derrick Henry, this was the first big injury you know, season of his career. I really think it, and they still made the playoffs. I think if yeah. you go offensive line, you settle this thing with A.J. Brown early. Don't drag it out where it's a, if you drag it out to where it's late, but still get it done, it messes things up. And I get it. People yeah. are like, this Tyreek Hill thing and the Devontae Adams thing really screwed everything up. Mm-hmm. But the big issue there is these guys are, the guys right now, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and A.J. Brown, the three wide receivers who are not at the voluntary camps right now, are all mm. second round or later picks. So they don't have that fifth year option on their contract. They're all going into their fourth year, final year of their deal. So they want to seal it up before the season. And I think that's a very reasonable thing i think all three of them should get paid i think all Mm. three are integral to their team just cough up the money (laughs) yeah i'm right there with you i think uh i think it's kind of ridiculous not to pay these guys especially the production that they give you but in terms of of the titans i think a guy and they might have to move up a little bit um i work with a guy and he keeps telling me about uh, Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa, who is a, I believe he played center at Iowa. Um, but he keeps telling me, he goes, he's the best, he's the best offensive lineman in the draft. He, he's the best. He's not rated high, but I'm telling you, this guy is going to be unbelievable. So I, I think I've seen him a lot, like in that 15 to 25 range. Um, so if, if he's still there or if they have to move up a couple picks to get a guy like that, uh, to kind of beef up that offensive line, I, that's exactly where I'd go. So here's the thing. I think this year is uniquely suited for those 25 to 32 teams moving up Mm -hmm. into that 15 to 20 range because of all the teams within that range that have multiple picks. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of double ups within that range. So like Texans, their second pick at 13 Eagles at, you know, 15 and 18 mm-hmm. saints at 16 and 19, even the chargers at 17. Yeah. They're like, we could very much well use, you know, day two, kind of picks mm-hmm. a couple of them to move back. We don't have a pressing need that we'll need at 17. So I think it's very possible for some of these teams to move up into that mid teens range, mid late mm-hmm. teen range. Um, I, so we talked about that with Tennessee for offensive line. And I think this is something the next team also needs to address. Tampa Bay lost two offensive linemen, mm-hmm. Ellie Marpet and Alex Kappa. So I definitely think they should probably, they might also be one of those teams that, because outside of that, they have a pretty good team. They could go defense. 
they, they could fill up some holes on like cornerback on defense mm-hmm. where I think was their big weakness last year, but that was also injury based kind of yeah. thing. Um, but I definitely think shoring up that offensive line, you know, mm-hmm. you're running back, you're, your receivers, your tight ends, even if Gronk doesn't come back, your tight ends are still pretty good. Yeah. I I think that's, I think that's another team that very well could move up or take, you know, Kenyon green, maybe yeah, like, like the Texas A&M guard mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, if you stay at 27, but I definitely think there's a room to move up here with some of those teams with double picks in the first round mm-hmm. in, the, in those teams area yeah now we both said maybe in the next pick the 28 pick for green bay moving back here mm-hmm. for them i i definitely see that as a possibility i don't know obviously they could use their two first round picks and yeah maybe, and maybe get a wide receiver maybe get two <laughs> <laughs> that would be something <laughs> if green bay picks two wide receivers with the 22 and 28 pick um, something's wrong with the world. And yeah, I was about to say the world might be ending. <laughs> yeah, it, it's time to call someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely could see them moving back or maybe getting like a defensive end, you know, mm-hmm. for good measure kind of thing. The next two picks are the very interesting one to me because Kansas City has both 29 and mm-hmm. 30. So <laughs> yeah, they have they have back-to-back picks. Yeah. I definitely think they take a wide receiver with one of the two of them. It doesn't matter the order. They're back-to-back picks. They're back-to-back, yeah. Um, I definitely think that you go wide receiver with one of them. You gotta. You have Schuster now. I, I believe, right, they uh, signed, or was it Deontay Johnson that they signed? They signed one of the Pittsburgh yeah. receivers. I can't remember. Uh, it was, uh, oh, I'm having a Was it Schuster? Right or it was Deontay? Schuster, yeah. It okay, was Schuster. So that's what I thought. He's more of a slot guy. You could get a run, uh, run and burn kind of guy where you didn't really have, you had Tyree Kale, but he wasn't a bigger guy. You could get like a, like a bigger kind of guy, you know, wide receiver, but also maybe you move up right to get Mm -hmm. one of those better wide receivers. You have two picks, 29 and 30. You can definitely move one of those, but I think it's a deep enough draft that you could also just pick a wide receiver here. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and be successful. You know, there are so many wide receivers in this draft. You never know how they're going to turn out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I think, I think Kansas city could also be a team that, you know, we, we talk so much about teams moving back. I mean, they could be one of those teams that, that's, you know, other teams reach out to and say, Hey, do you want to move up? And they they very well could, but I think receive get another solid receiver, um, and then maybe just kind of sure up that defense a little bit. Yeah. So the last two here, um, which we got to do a bit quickly, but mm-hmm. is Cincinnati, which I think, like I hinted at earlier, they did what a lot of teams that are in the back half here didn't do. They went and shored up their offensive line yeah. prior to the draft because they knew we're at 31. <laughs> we don't really have a chance here. So I think that is a very important thing that has helped them. You know, they went and got um, Podges, I'm blanking on this. They went and got 
Lael Collins, mm-hmm. Ted Karras, and Alex Kappa. Yeah. Alex Kappa and Ted and Lyle Collins, I think are great. And Ted Karras, I think is very good. is good. I think this mm-hmm. will be a much improved offensive line. They pull, pulled off something. No one should be able to pull off with such a bad offensive line. So I, I think with that solved kind of thing, go defense, shore yeah. up something in like the middle, like the linebacker mm-hmm. inside, outside linebacker kind of situation. Um, and I think this team will be very good because they obviously don't need any skill positions. Yeah. Yeah. I think give that defense edge guy linebacker, something like that. Yeah. And last but not least Detroit lions. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think they go, honestly, I think if things go the way we're ta- we've talked so far, the three top quarterbacks are gone at this point. Mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. I mean, I definitely could see him doing it. I'm not super high on Desmond Ritter. Neither uh, am I. Other people are, but neither I am I. But it. what else are they going to take there? Maybe they move back. Like maybe they make a trade because you always see in the back end of mm-hmm. the first round someone trading back up. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely see that with Detroit here, but I think yeah, you know, trade or take a QB, take Mm -hmm. a fire shot on a QB kind of thing. Cause then I believe they've got a pick two picks later with the 34 pick in the second round. Yeah. So 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 they'll be right there again. Yeah. So you can make a trade or you could go get that number two, that quarterback maybe. Cause we all know Jared Goff ain't the dude. He just ain't the dude. (laughs) He's not. (laughs) Um, What are your thoughts there? Cause obviously you sounded like you, you weren't really in favor of that QB pick. I mean, I could, my thing is, is I could see him doing it. I just, I just not a huge fan of Desmond Ritter. I mean, I just don't know. I think there's so much unknown about him. Obviously he's a gamer. Obviously what he did at Cincinnati was incredible, but when he gets to an NFL style offense and is playing in the NFL and not in the American athletic conference, I just don't know what he's going to be like immediately. Do you prefer Sam Howell? Like from North Carolina, he's really the other guy. Here's here's my thing. I actually think guys from smaller conferences mm-hmm. generally turn out better because oh, they yeah. have because they don't have the five star recruits mm-hmm. everywhere on the team. So yeah. you see a lot of guys from smaller schools actually turn out very good. Where it's like, well, they were good or okay in college. They didn't blow up the stat mm-hmm. sheet kind of thing, but they also didn't play with four first round for, yeah. uh, wide receivers and offensive mm-hmm. linemen and a running back and a defense that's all time, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I, I definitely think that's a thing that one of these guys, North Carolina or from North Carolina, Sam Howell or Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, I definitely can see one of them working out. Yeah. And I like Desmond. I mean, I like Sam Howell a lot. The only thing about him is some of his mechanics are need some work. Uh, he does this little pat thing with the ball before he throws it a lot of times. And which is very uh, telegraphy. Mm-hmm, and exactly. I mean, it's he had a lot of interceptions last year just because of that. You know, the safety is able to read it and know exactly where he's going. So I think that needs to work. But also, I mean, like you said, yeah. Jared Goff isn't the guy, but he's also a quarterback that you could put somebody behind. Let Sam them Howell, yeah, let and, them learn. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I could see them going quarterback. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think they will get quarterback, honestly. That's the first round. That's generally our thoughts. Uh, thank you, Brian, for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's all the time we got for today, folks. Thank you for joining me and Brian this week on Puck and Pig Skin. You can find the show on the University of Memphis radio station, The Roar, as well as anywhere you find your podcasts. And you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Shane Marazon 823.